Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. reassuring thing about Mitch Keller's miserable 2021 to date is that he will not be traded to another team and then get better somewhere else. He absolutely won't. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Right where you found this. Pirates lost the series finale to the Padres yesterday at PNC Park. 8-3. to Keller never gave his team a chance. Was rubbed out almost instantly. Seven runs, nine hits, three and a third innings. One strikeout, three walks, wild pitch. I mean, how familiar does this sound? How familiar did it look? When you watch him out there looking as nervous and lost before the first pitch of the game, before anything has even happened, he has this look about him. It's awful to watch. I can't even imagine what goes through the mind of Derek Shelton, Oscar Marine, and never mind teammates like on the diamond who are standing behind this watching him. And he pitches in the zone and they hit him and he keeps pitching in the zone and they hit him some more. And the Padres scored a bunch of runs. Shelton brings him back out for another inning. And what do you know? He starts walking people. Two straight walks. And then they hit him some more. This kid's got issues. I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm not saying that to pile on. I'm saying that because it, it can't get ignored. You can't just roll a young player out there, start after start after start, and hope that it magically goes away. We've seen this in baseball. We've seen it in other sports. There's no question whatsoever that this kid, and I'm only calling him that because of his relative inexperience in the majors, he's actually 25 years old. He has the stuff, he, meaning the, the pitches. He has the arsenal. He has a live arm. He has dynamic off-speed material. And all through the minor leagues, 
from A-Ball up to Indianapolis, he had command. And then he showed up in the major leagues one day in Cincinnati and sprayed all over creation. And everyone was okay with it because he got strikeouts and he was unhittable. And then he comes back for the next season. And again, it's the same story. Even when he has outings that don't end up being disastrous like this, he's he's either spraying or he's deliberately missing. And believe me, the last one is so much worse. What do you even say? What do you say if you're Shelton or Marine? Here's what Shelton had to say after this game to the reporters. I thought uh, in the first inning it was just the breaking ball didn't have, you know, probably as the spin that, well, it didn't have the spin that we wanted. Uh, I think the, uh, you know, it was more in zone breaking ball instead of the sharpness of the breaking ball. Uh, and I think that's what got him, you know, got him in a little bit of an issue. Uh, he gave up a couple hits on fastballs up which to the backside, which you normally don't see happen. Uh, you know, they took pretty good swings and Hosmer took a pretty good swing and a fastball up too. So uh, I think early on, it was just uh, the sharpness of the breaking ball is what got him in trouble. But I, I think on the flip side of it, I mean, he, he attacked the zone, you know, he was in the zone. So th that's encouraging. You know, we continue to take steps forward with it. They have to keep chins up about Keller. There, there's no choice otherwise. And I'm not, you know, being a dope here and advocating that you give up on him. What I'm suggesting is that you just can't keep rolling him out there in starts with all this extra burden on him and think that magically he's just going to be okay. This is mental. There's no other way to look at this. Given his history of command in the minors, given his history of nibbling in the majors, this is right up here, up here. They know it. He's got to know it. So it's got to get figured out. And you know where it's got to get figured out? Right here in Pittsburgh. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by the North Shore Tavern. That's located directly across Federal Street from PNC Park right next to Mike's Beer Bar, which happens to be a companion restaurant. At North Shore Tavern, they serve steak on a stone, which is every bit as awesome as it sounds. The steak comes to you not really cooked on an 800-degree stone, and basically you finish it the way you want it. It's an experience every bit as much as it is a dining pleasure. North Shore Tavern is also the only pirate sports bar dedicated 100% of the time year-round on the planet. North Shore Tavern. They're not shipping this one out. They're not going to brace themselves for the bad headlines when the Rays or somebody else, fix him. They're not going to do that. There are very few instances throughout Bob Nutting's ownership tenure where I have sensed from him that he would step in on something. The guy is, uh, and this has been something of a flaw in his tenure, a delegator 
to the extreme, to a fault. He puts people in charge, then expects them to do the right thing without necessarily... Like He wants to hear what they have to say, but he's not going to jump in and say no. When he should say no sometimes. You know, kind of like Neil Walker for John Neese. That's That's where you jump in and say... Uh, fellas, no, no, this is bad. This is not how you replace AJ Burnett and Jay Happ. Okay. (laughs) Like somebody's got to do that. He is involved. Don't take that to mean he isn't involved. It's a strange dynamic that he's got. He's involved. He's around all the time. He's engaged. He's listening. He's talking, but he doesn't overrule this case. He would overrule. I am not guessing at this. He does not want to see that storyline continue. Not because of the negative press. My goodness, if there's anybody on this earth who wouldn't be worried about negative press at this time or at this point in civilization, it would be Robert M. Nutting. But he doesn't want to see that again. That was his his own stated principal reason for being frustrated and then firing the entire baseball ops team, Neil Huntington, Kyle Stark, and obviously Frank Coonley as well. He just started completely clean. And the first thing he mentioned when that happened was being angry about watching Tyler Glass now, Garrett Cole and Charlie Morton and everybody else figure it out when they left Pittsburgh. They will not do that with Keller. Keller's not going anywhere, at least not now. Like, Keller would have to become a full-fledged 1,000% disaster under another pitching coach. And you can say what you want about the extent to which a pitching coach is responsible for one pitcher, But I'll remind, and I've told this story a lot of times, Spin Williams, back in the mid-2000s, when I first met him, he was the pitching coach, of course, of the Pirates at the time, told me in no uncertain terms that as as, as Oliver Perez goes, that's how I go. I'll keep my job for as long as Ollie is striking people out. And guess what? He didn't keep his job for very long because Ollie then stopped striking people out. That's just the nature of that business. You are, as a coach, you're judged the most by the performance of your best talents. Not necessarily your best players, but your best talents. The players from whom you are expected to draw the most. I've made... No bones in calling Keller the most pivotal player the Pirates have this year. doesn't mean he's their best. doesn't mean he's even their most important. He is their most pivotal in the truest sense of the term. Whichever way he swings, the team will swing. Well, look at these last three days. The Pirates get themselves a couple of, well, okay, the first one wasn't a deep, it was a lousy start, but the bullpen was awesome and whatever else. They had a good feeling they won the game. Next comes Tyler Anderson. This was on Wednesday night. Really nice five-inning start. Pirates win the game. Keller starts. There it goes. 
So even in the 2021 sense, he's pivotal. But for the longer term, he's big-time pivotal. You can't have in your system a number 7 overall pitching prospect in all of baseball and have him turn to nothingness. You can't do that. And no pitching coach, no individual pitching coach, least of all one who'd never held such a position before in Marine, is going to be more important than that. I'm not advocating for Marine to get fired. I'm saying that Keller's going to get him fired. That's where this is going to go. Because you're going to be able to look after a whole year of results and look at Marine and say, what have you done with this guy? What have you done with this guy? And Marine might say, I mean, what do you want me to do? He's afraid to throw strikes. He was afraid to throw strikes under Ray Searage, too, when he came up. What do you want? What do you want me to do? What did you want Ray to do? And then you'd have to go to the owner and say, well, you got to get rid of this kid while he's still worth something. And the owner's going to say, no, no, fix him. That's where this is going to go. If Keller can't find some courage, I'm sorry for the harsh language, but that's what this is about. That's what this is about. His stuff wasn't great yesterday. It just wasn't doesn't mean you start throwing balls. It doesn't mean you do that. It's embarrassing to watch him pitch right now. It just is. And it's been that way all through the spring as well. When we come back, just one question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back, it's time for just one question, and today's comes from Stuart. If you're interested in leaving a question for this session, by the way, the place to do that is right on DK Pittsburgh Sports in the comments underneath the article that houses the podcast. In other words, you just go to the homepage, you find the article that says, here's Daily Shot of Pirates. You open it up, and you'll see there's a comment section there. That's where I check to get my questions. Stu says, Anthony Alford may be in some independent league by the fall. I could also see a platoon coming in center field with Jared Oliva and Cole Tucker until Adam Frazier is traded. Then Tucker becomes a shortstop, and Kevin Newman moves to second base. Travis Swaggerty comes up to share center field with Oliva. I really think O'Neill Cruz has plenty of hitting to prove he can do at Altoona and or Indy before he makes an appearance in the Berg. What do you say? O'Neill Cruz has a lot to prove before he works his way into the mix that you're describing. I don't believe that the Pirates have consigned Cruz 
to staying in the minors all season. But I think he'd have to hit his way into September expansion. I, I really don't think he's in these plans, uh, even if Frazier gets traded. I really don't. The main reason I say that is that you know and I know and they probably know that Cruz isn't going to stay at shortstop. Uh, I, there's not a scenario in which you can picture the six foot seven, super lanky kid staying at short. Uh, he does really, really well for his size, and his size helps him in curious ways. And when you watch him, and I did this a lot at Pirate City in Bradenton this spring, his size helps him because he'll take 2.5 steps to get to a grounder that takes someone else three. You know what I'm saying? And when you watch that in motion, he's got an uncommon fluidity for his size. He doesn't look as tall as he is. But he's got to go down to get the ball. And you'll see as a result, he does awkward things on his knees. He does unnecessary sliding just to be down there where the baseball is. It's an ironic thing, not just in name, to have a tall shortstop but also to have a tall guy doing things that are down at your feet. So I don't see him there. And the fact that the Pirates didn't even bother with a positional switch led me to believe in Bradenton that Cruz is going to stick with a priority through 2021 of just hit the ball. Don't worry about where he's going to play. Don't worry about his potential. Don't worry about where he lines up on the diamond now or next year or the year after that. Just hit the ball. Don't worry about anything else. Don't clutter his head with more than what needs to be up there. It's a lot like the Cole Tucker thing, except that Cruz has shown that he can hit. We have had a discussion about Cole as well, where he you're like, where do you get him? Where do you put him on the field? Where do you, He hasn't hit. He hasn't hit to deserve any spot on the field. So you need to see that first from Cruz. And my favorite thing about your entry, Stu, is that you illustrated very powerfully, I think, the many, many, many different directions this can go. Um, when I was um, doing freelancing work for Baseball America, this was, oh, geez, seven, eight years ago. One of the assignments that we were given to put in the prospect handbook every year was to map out the Pittsburgh projected lineup three years from now. And I remember asking the editors, really? Like, you really want me to do that? Like, how do I do that? She's like, just, just do your best. Do your best. Don't presume any trades or any any external acquisitions. Just do your best with what's on the roster, depending on how old they are, how young they are, how far along they are in their development. Okay, all right. So I did it, and it, it wasn't any fun. But this would be that much harder. If I were to try to do that now, I'm not sure how many players I could assign to one position. Like, I'll, I'll give you an example of, of, like, 
some steadiness in the mix. Obviously, Cabrian Hayes is your third baseman. Nick Gonzalez is your second baseman. Nick Gonzalez is not going to go from short to second and then back to short. He's staying at second base. Uh, They want that bat that they believe to be the best in their system to play at a position where he's going to play in Pittsburgh. They don't need versatility from him. They believe they have the major league bat there. But where's everyone else? Where? Where? Who? How? Where's Travis Swaggerty going to play? We don't know that. We don't know that Travis Swaggerty's a major league outfielder. You can hope. You can like some of what you've seen. We don't know that. We can think that O'Neill Cruz is a major league bat, but he hasn't shown that. He hasn't demonstrated that yet. The fact that he'll occasionally hit a ball 500 feet and it's really impressive, that's not your ticket to the majors. There's a lot, a lot of variables in this mix. And that's part of, oh, I guess from an observer standpoint, it's part of the fun. But from the standpoint of Ben Charrington and his staff, it's definitely part of the challenge. Thanks for the question, Stu. Thanks to everybody for listening to Daily Shot of Pirates all week long. We'll be back Monday with another. Park University in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career-ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.